Welcome to the Unmasked Life Podcast, a podcast to help you leverage your past, fulfill your purpose, and unmask your potential. And now your host, Matt Manny. Welcome to day nine from our Faith for the Impossible devotional. I hope you've been enjoying these different lessons and anecdotes, these stories and thoughts as we've gone through this series. You can find your very own copy of Faith for the Impossible on Amazon.com or ManyResources.com. And as well, we have a 40 Days of Faith personal study guide or small group study that you can use on your own. There are teaching videos that correlate with these different devotionals going over the content material for each day. Now for day nine, let your yes be yes. The church lights in the auditorium were low, with the exception of the spotlight on the stage. A crowd of a few hundred people gathered on a snowy Saturday evening in northern Illinois. It was the moment many people dream of and look forward to with anticipation, our wedding. I was 24, Amanda was 22. We thought we had life all figured out, but we didn't have a clue. Ignorance is bliss, especially when you're about to get married, right? The night before, we had met with the wedding party, pastor, and wedding planner at the church. The rehearsal was simple. The pastor talked through the ceremony. Then we did a walkthrough of the ceremony. Everyone knew when to come to the front, where to stand, when to light a candle, and when to give the rings. We talked through the exchange of the rings, the vows, and the kiss. As I stood there that night in the front of the church, I thought about what a friend told me a few weeks before. The best advice I can give you is to keep your eyes on Amanda as she walks down the aisle. You're going to have a million different thoughts running through your mind. Consciously think about focusing on watching her walk the aisle. It's a moment you'll never get back and always remember. Keep your eyes on your wife. Got it. Don't let my mind wander. Keep my eyes on Amanda. My palms were sweating that night. I was trying to remember not to lock my legs in case I fell over. I'd heard of grooms doing a nosedive into the front row because of locking their knees. The wedding party was in place. The mothers lit some candles on the stage behind us. The flower girls and ring bearer came down the aisle. Then the doors to the back of the auditorium closed. The organ started to play the wedding march. Of anything we could go back and change, that would be one of them. The doors opened. I first saw my father-in-law. The crowd stood. He walked from behind the back row of the onlookers, and then I saw her. Standing in a beautiful white dress, she was gorgeous, I think. (laughs) Amanda had a a lace veil covering her face. I, I couldn't see her. Another thing we'd changed looking back now. I was hoping this wasn't a switched sister moment, and it was actually her sister Katie. Like Isaac, Rebecca, and Leah from the Old Testament Bible story, my mind started to wander until I remembered my friend's advice, keep your eyes on Amanda. Okay, got it. From that point on, everything went as planned, until the exchange of the vows and the ring. I performed a dozen weddings and attended dozens. Different couples have different tastes in how a wedding goes. For the most part, all the weddings I've ever been a part of, the last thing is, you may now kiss the bride. Not with our wedding. I don't know if the pastor lost track or if he just wanted to change things up. He asked us to exchange our vows, to honor and cherish till death do us part. We gave each other the rings. The next part was to light a unity candle while a friend sang a song. Then the pronouncement of the couple and the you may now kiss the bride. 
Up to this point, we were both so nervous, scared really. Amanda still had the veil covering her face. Again, something, well, you get the point. We exchanged rings, and then the pastor says, you may now kiss the bride. I hesitated for a moment. This wasn't the next part of the ceremony. I don't think this is right. You've got to understand, for both Amanda and I, we wanted the evening to be just perfect. We had a wedding planner that could beat a bear with a switch and ran a tight ship. So for all our planning, this was out of place. While I'm still thinking in the moment, the pastor said, Well, Matt, don't you want to kiss your bride? He said it with a laugh, and the crowd laughed. So I lifted Amanda's veil, and she looked terrified. The veil was so thick, she was sweating. When I went to kiss her, we knocked noses, and I glanced off her lips. It was the absolute worst wedding kiss of all time. Now, looking back, we were young. It wasn't a big deal. I'm laughing now, thinking about it, of how little things seem uh, now but they seemed like such a big deal back then in the moment. But they're the things that make for great memories. I commit. That day, we said vows of commitment to each other. We committed to love one another, for better or for worse. We've had knock-down, drag-out arguments, leaving us both frustrated and angry and hurt, for richer or for poorer. We've gone through seasons of abundance and slim pickings, in sickness and in health. We faced those times when you're so sick you can't get out of bed to love and to cherish till death do us part. We've made that commitment. Our society makes relationship commitments based on, am I attracted? Is he or she sexy? Will they take care of me? Will they take care of themselves? Is this someone I can live with? What most couples don't ask is, am I relationally compatible with this person? Are they trustworthy? Are they generous, kind, and tender-hearted? Will they run at the first sign of trouble? Are they committed to God? Sex appeal seems to be one of the greatest driving factors in making a relationship work. Have you ever noticed, though, that parents aren't sexy? Have you ever watched some Olympic event, a football game, or an award ceremony, and the person getting recognition says, I just want to say a big thank you to my parents, and I love you. The camera pans to a couple in the stands with a poster that says, Go get them! You've probably never thought, Wow, what a gorgeous couple of parents. Most parents just aren't that attractive, right? Keep your commitments. Marriage is for better, for worse, and for keeps. It's easy to fall in love, but staying in love, on the other hand, requires a commitment. Marriage is just one of many different major commitments we've cons- we consider in our lives. A commitment to a job, a team, a family, a friend, a church, a cause, a community, or Jesus requires us to say no to many and any other possible options vying for our time and attention. Jesus tells us, You have also heard that our ancestors were told, You must not break your vows. You must carry out the vows that you make to the Lord. But I say, do not make any vows. Don't say, by heaven, because heaven is God's throne. Just say a simple yes, I will, or no, I won't. Jesus' point is simple. Don't overpromise and fail to deliver. Don't even swear on the Bible, your mother's grave, or your kid's life, or your own life. The idea is that if I fail to make good on my commitment, I give you my life, or I'll stand in judgment of the Bible. The complete thought is that I'll face the punishment and consequences for not following through on my promise. In years gone by, we'd say phrases such as, my word is my bond, or let's shake on it. Imagine someone's word or handshake being good enough for striking a deal now. That's not the case anymore. Now we have contracts, prenuptial agreements, non-disclosure agreements, and non-compete clauses. 
to govern our interactions and commitments. Solomon sums it up by saying, Most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness, but a faithful man who can find. Proverbs 20, verse 6. He says, People talk a good game, but it's hard to find someone who will keep their word. Thanks so much for joining me on this day, day number nine, as we continue on with our daily devotional reading of Faith for the Impossible. Again, if this has been encouragement to you, go ahead and share it with a friend. You can share the link. Go ahead and subscribe so you can get this podcast on your platform you listen. You've been listening to the Unmasked Life Podcast. Join us next time for more great content that will help you leverage your past, fulfill your purpose, and unmask your potential.